just give yourself time. Give yourself, say, I'm going to work on myself 35, 45 minutes a day. It could be even reading a book at night. Like, all right, I'm going to turn social media off, my phone off, put it down. I'm going to, you know, enjoy a good book. You know, do something to make yourself happy, to make yourself feel better. Have you ever had something happen in your life um, that made you change the things, how you do things and make you make a drastic change to your life and even make a really big decision and stick to it? So this story today is an example of that. Um, I, I'm now going to steal our next guest thunder because this is exciting information. Um, it's very inspirational. I became so motivated. Look at me, I'm not the type that you can look and think that I go to the gym every day, but hey. Um, so again, welcome to Conversational Lounge with Trudy. Here, we aim to mentor, connect, and inspire others through real life stories. And without further ado, please help me welcome our next guest, Nick. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I am so glad that you are able to, to squeeze in this moment. <laughs> I know you have a class right after this. Well, well, well staying busy, so uh -huh. there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, we actually got that in the background, you see, we have here, yes. Thanks for visiting us here with us. Absolutely. I cannot wait to just go hard and start sweating, <laughs> get all this makeup off my face by sweating. <laughs> but yeah, so Nick, um, tell me who's Nick? To someone who's watching, they've never met you. Who's Nick? Um, Nick is an almost 50-year-old guy that made the decision over 10 years ago that things I was doing, um, I needed to do differently. If I was going to be able to raise a family, have kids, play with my kids. Um, I was a football player and an athlete for a long time. Um, when you get done playing college football and those kind of things, they don't necessarily focus on your nutrition. Um, you get done and off you go. You graduate, you find a job, you get a girlfriend, maybe get married. Um, so I spent uh, several years after being out of college, not playing any type of sports, lifting kind of here, there, you know, doing the thing. Maybe uh, when we got ready to, when I got engaged, me and my wife spent a lot of time getting in shape. The year before the wedding, that's all we did. We went to the gym, worked out twice a day, got in great shape. As soon as that wedding was over, we didn't do anything for a year. <laughs> that was it. Didn't do anything for a year. Um, I worked almost 20 years in a very high-paced fast-paced, high-stress type environment. I was in the transportation industry, um, worked different management positions for uh, almost 20 years. Um, so, and I worked nights for 15, so there's a lot of different stresses on the body. Um, and then about the time that I became about 30, I was 31, I decided I was gonna start playing semi-pro football. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, what else does anybody do when they're 31? Take up, take up playing a hobby that uh, I played all the way through college and enjoyed. Ended up knowing somebody that knew somebody in the Des Moines area, and I was like, all right, well, you know, let me be, a, I can be a backup. So I went and tried out, and next thing you know, I went from backup to playing to starting, and that transitioned into um, owning a semi-pro team for the last 11 years, um, the Des Moines Blaze with, uh, with a buddy of mine, Tyrone Tyler. Um, but actually playing semi-pro football is how I got to where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. I was playing in a game and I was chasing a linebacker down. I was a center and I was chasing a linebacker down. I was probably weighing about 340 at the time, 330, 340. And I got to black this linebacker and all I can think in my head is I'm 31 and if I don't do something different, I'm gonna die of a dang heart attack. Just because of the weight I was carrying, I could tell him this is not healthy. Yes, I'm a lineman, I'm a big guy. Um, I lived in the Beaverdale area at the time mm -hmm. and 
I'd heard a lot of the radio commercials about Farrell's extreme body shape and, and you know I'd known some people that did the program and I kind of kicked around the idea of doing this body shaping program. Well this was back when I first was married, so my wife and I didn't have a lot of money. You know, it was like when I was okay, if I do this program, I have to give it everything I got because we can't really afford to do this right now. This isn't really in our budget, but my wife's like, if you want to do it, you can do it. So I did my session, mm -hmm. and it was the winter session that year. Um, that was 2010 winter session. I won my session. So back then we had about 110 people in our you session. You won your session. I won my session. That and explains what, how you drive your classes here. And, and what that means, if anybody doesn't know what Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping is, it's a 10-week program. Back when it started, it was just a 10-week program. Then 10 weeks was done. You can decide if you're going to stay. Now it's a membership, and the 10 weeks is included, and we still do the $1,000 winner. Well, so when I started, I think we had 110 people in the group. So they had one male, one female um, in those sessions when they were that large back then. And so I went through my 10 weeks, um, sticked everything in the plan, did all the extras, and I won my 10 weeks. Um, I dropped, I don't know, 40-some, 50 pounds during my 10 weeks. Um, got down to a healthy plane weight of about 265, 267. Um, so I was still a big guy, but got down to like a plane weight, something I liked, you know. Um, and basically what I felt I could hold. Um, that's how I got started in Farrell's. And so I won that session. The first thing I did when, as soon as they gave me the check is I went in the next day and paid the lady for the year. <laughs> so Holly Pasek was our head coach. I'm like, gotta take this money now because if I go home, we got bills, I got everything else, I'm gonna spend it. But I can't stop doing what I just did for the last 10 weeks, I gotta keep doing. Um, so, so first I was a member, then I became a coach. So I coached a time slot, usually 4.30 is what I'd coach. And then I became an instructor. So I'd coach and I'd also instruct. Um, coach, you help the students directly, new students that would come in. And when I began instructing, you started with strength training. After strength training, I started kickboxing. So I started kind of doing that right away in the, my first year afterwards, and um, I've been doing that ever since. So that's this is the, my 13th year with Farrell's is this year. And so uh, that's, that's what I've and I've never left the program. I always tell people any time I had off was injuries because of football, because so I still mm -hmm. played football. So for a long period of time, I'd use it as a reason to keep myself in shape so I could play football. Mm -hmm. I love playing football. I just retired after this last season. I was 47 this last year. I didn't run into a lot of guys my age that were still playing. Guys were like, how do you stay in shape? I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta put more work out in, more work into working out than most people to play football at my age and to continue to be alignment. So I'm a fairly big guy right now, I'm about 265. But for me, that's the lightest I've been as a big guy. Um, and I'm able to teach kickboxing and do all the fun stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Quite a progression there. So what, like, how did you make the decision of from, you know, being a member, being a coach, coming to Ferrell's to finally owning a Ferrell's? Um, well, part of it was towards the end of, so I, I coached and taught at Beaverdale. Mm -hmm. and. Then I started coming to Urbandale because I knew some people that came here and uh, Denise DeHamer was the head coach at the time asked me, hey, when are you going to come coach, when are you going to come instruct for me? I heard about you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you just name it and I'll come. She's like, all right, Wednesday at noon. <laughs> okay. So I came, came and taught and the next thing I started coming here a little more often and got a good relationship going with Denise. Mm -hmm. And then kind of the band pandemic hit and the location that I was a member of over 10 years shut down. You know, it was, there was a lot of small businesses that when the pandemic hit, um, it took a toll on a lot of small businesses. So a lot of people I know lost their business, their jobs. Um, I ended up losing my job during the pandemic. Um, so I kind of took a lot of hiatus, hiatus from the transportation industry and just put more time into working out. Mm -hmm. 
Well, this location, which is the last corporate owned Farrell's location, they were going to open a new one in Waukee, and they have. They've opened a new one. Well, what they were going to do was close this location and move out there, and the members would go out there, mm -hmm. um, which is would work for some but not everybody could make the trip i mean between work and everything when you when you find what works in your schedule and your time frame and you fit it into your day um and so at that point denise had approached me and said well what would you think about buying this location with me mm -hmm. and i'm like sounds great but let me check with my wife mm -hmm. you know so um asked my wife talked to my wife rachel and she's like she's like sure if you think we can make it work um and that's basically short, the long short story of it is that's how we came, that came to own this location with Denise, mm -hmm. um, was basically to try to keep it in place. I knew what I felt like when B-Rail got shut down. It was a place I'd been for over 10 years. And, you know, I knew everybody, you know, everybody's kids. My kids had grown up there. I have two little boys. Well, they're not little anymore, but they're 11 and 13. So one was just born and the other one wasn't around when, we, when I first started. So we've grown our family the whole time that I've been doing Ferrell's. Mm -hmm. Um, and when Denise approached me about it, I thought about the fact that I've worked in the transportation business for almost 20 years and it's a real, it's one of those jobs where you can go to work and have a great day and nothing will get said about it. But if you screw up one thing, everybody knows there's a lot of stress and it's fast paced. I mean, you even look at it now, I have a lot of friends in the transportation industry and the industry struggling just based on the fact of trying to get everything to move. Um, it was very, very fast-paced, high stress, takes a toll on you. Um, a few years ago, I ended up getting sick and I had some issues and put me in the hospital for a while. And that was just kind of the wake-up call of, you think you deal with stress sometimes and when you internalize it, it could take a toll on you. So even if I didn't let people know I was stressed or if I didn't you know, act like I was stressed, it was still taking an internal toll. Well, years of it, years of it, um, did a number on my, my inside. So, uh, when uh, I lost my job, it was kind of let me sit back and rethink. Is I, I never regretted going to work. I always had a good company or good guys to work for. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not really what I like to do. I like to help people. Um, so when the opportunity came up to buy this location with Denise, mm -hmm. uh, Denise has the same ideas. I have to try to help as many people as possible. Everybody, we all have our different struggles. You know, I started Ferrell's because. I wanted to get in shape and play with my kids and be able to continue to do the fun things I want to do. And you kind of see that in the beginning. And then as you stay in it longer and longer, you realize there's other things, you know, I want to do it for myself. I want to get healthier. You know, I want to make sure that I, I, uh, you know, can try to live the healthiest lifestyle possible and still have fun and make time for everything else. And, um, when I became coaching, started coaching and instructing at Farrell's, the big thing was trying to help everybody else you know, in any way possible to get, even if they got remote, you know, just a fraction of what I got out of the program was starting, um, getting my health back. And, um, it's the reason I still do it to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, I became diabetic about four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, it was kind of a struggle. It was a result of getting sick. So I got sick well, about a year after getting sick, I became diabetic, went to the doctors, they put me on some meds. The meds were horrible to my body and stuff like that. I started doing my own research and realized that I could control being diabetic through, working out in my diet. So right now I don't take any meds, I don't take insulin, metformin, any of this stuff. Um, and my wow. numbers, like I wouldn't test, I wouldn't test as a diabetic person. I went to a doctor's office and test normal, mm -hmm. even though I know I'm not. I can't just sit around, okay, I'm cured, I'm gonna go have pizza, or I'm gonna <laughs> have this, or I'm gonna have that. Mm -hmm. um, so I use my workouts each day, I use our nutrition plan, um, I use all that to, to be able to, to maintain and keep a healthy lifestyle and not have those type of things you know, affect me negatively. Wow, that's huge. Just by changing your lifestyle. Changing you your lifestyle. And, and exactly. You know, and and it, it's a hard thing when, when so we have, I have a son that's allergic to milk, egg and, milk eggs and peanuts. And 
it took us almost figuring it out when he was young as to why he had these reactions, but he's anaphylactic. So from when he was little, we always had to read every label, milk, egg, peanuts. Okay, you can't have this, milk, egg, peanuts, can't have it. So now we read two labels, one for him, milk, eggs, and peanuts, and me, sugars. So one thing that I figured out once I became diabetic is there's sugar in almost everything. So you're like anything that's processed has sugar in it. Uh, milk, I was always a big milk drinker. I love milk at breakfast, big tall glass, big tall glass of milk for my protein. And then you realize, okay, that's not gonna work. But then there's great alternative, healthy alternatives. You know, I switched to almond milk and you know, and the only th one thing it made me do is I cut a lot of the processed foods out of my diet. You know, cut the sodas out and the energy drinks and cut the processed food out. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad, you know, to, to switch to a healthy diet, even though, even, even though, you know, we get kind of stuck on those things and it's, it's cheaper and easier just to all oh, grab this when you go and grab this and be easier. But so, uh, but through the working out and, and maintaining my nutrition through, through our Ferrell's program, I'm able to do it without needing any meds or anything like that. Wow. And I'll say something too. So when you mention how you both like helping people, that is something that I saw firsthand when I came to Farrell's. I mean, you know, I joined Farrell's through the bandwagon because mm -hmm. all the coaches were joining and I, was, I happened to be a wife of one, so I joined. But it was what took me by surprise is the way that you have cultivated a culture here that seems like family. Even the people who don't work out regularly, who don't even know what a nutrition plan is or how to, you know, do the kickboxing and everything. I mean, I started green, but I just, I never felt that I, I was, like I needed to, I needed to be an expert to come here. I, I just found all the support I needed and it just, it's so different. So which takes me to my next question, how have you managed to do that? Because the U is different from the other gyms I've ever been to. How, how have you cultivated that culture? Well, it's kind of philosophy when I first started Ferrell's. So the coach I had, so people when they come, when they have a class time, basically have a coach that you have somebody you can go to first, get answers right away, somebody to assist you with basically anything you need from nutrition, attire, attendance, getting you to class, answering any questions. So my coach would always tell me, she's like, oh, well, you probably know all this because I was a college football player. I left it, I'm like, treat me like anybody else because if I could do it right, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. um, a little fact that I don't tell many people is I actually dropped like 20, 30 pounds before I started Ferrell's. I'm like, do you know how bad and out of shape do you have to be <laughs> to drop weight before you start a weight loss program? Body transfer. I'm like, that's what kind of shape I was in. And so I was like, don't treat me any different. I'm like, I, I need to change my thought process so everything you tell me I'm gonna do so just you tell me it I was like don't think that I know more than because guess what if I could and I think that's the thing people get it was is the fact that we're all in the same spot we're all you know, if you get to the pot spot where you need additional help when you come through the door it doesn't matter your level what you've done in the past we all need some type of support you know we're all on a different level some may have more experience than others some might more have been more athletic than it doesn't matter part of it is we always think everybody's looking at us I and mean, we get this yeah. idea that when we walk out, we're out in public or somewhere and like people are looking. When you come to Farrell's the first couple of days, you think everybody's looking at you and then you realize, no, we're all just yeah. trying to survive. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find the rhythm in cardio class. I'm trying to, I'm like, I don't want to be in everybody's way. But then all of a sudden the, that background noise kind of goes away and, and you get into the program and the first thing you realize is everybody's the same way. Everybody's kind of trying to survive a workout and get a workout in and I'm not looking at somebody else and they're not looking, you know, 
And that's the big thing is when we get out of our own head and let ourselves be open to change and how to work out and, and nutrition. Um, and then the other aspect is once we figure that out, this is a, the, the support is here from the family aspect that you mentioned is we've all been there. Everybody's, we've all had the struggles. If we didn't have struggles, we were perfect with our nutrition and our diet and everything and how we worked out, we wouldn't be here. But um, things get in the way, family, life, women have kids and they put the extra weight on and how do I get it off? Um, athletes, you know, your husband was an athlete. I've known Kale for a long time. He's like, okay, we're athletes. We do athletic things and else and we stop. And okay, now how do I get myself back or how do I get back to to where I was um, and then there's other people that just want to work out like I feel better if I work out um, and so we treat everybody that the same way is like it does it, there's no difference you know it's mm -hmm. nobody's judged nobody's looked upon in any way um, and that's you know the first thing I felt when I was through Ferrell's when I first started it and that, that's kind of one of the big things that push across is not being judged you come in you work out at your pace you can have great people trying to help you out mm -hmm. um, because we are we're all different we all have different experiences we all have different struggles you know no two struggles are the same mm -hmm. you know, I, I you, you, know you as petite as you are one of the first things you may be intimidated from strength training class I'm like okay how am I gonna do in strength training class me I'm a larger person always seeming trying to get myself skinnier which is really just trying to lose the extra weight i hold mm -hmm. um which is always a challenge so there's always both sides i mean all different sides there's people that try to put muscle on and there's there's people so we don't we don't look at anybody any different we're always here to support you know from from any aspect people need um we do a lot of um helping members we just did a, a benefit in November, Jason Wright, one of our members, mm -hmm. um, went in for a routine physical. He wasn't feeling too hot, says I better go to the doctor, get checked out. Um, comes find out he had liver cancer. Oh my. So he needed to have surgery rather fairly quick. You know, this isn't something planned, it's not anything budgeted in. Um, and so we were able to help him several times. Uh, we had a big fundraiser and, and got gathered donations and stuff for his family. Um, I think we raised around $5,000 or somewhere in there um, and that we were able to donate. And Jason's back in the gym now. It was pretty awesome how he went from November having surgery um, and now he's just getting back into the routine. Um, uh, Farrell's did that for me, my Beaverdale location did that for me. Uh, I spent a little over two weeks in the hospital, um, got pretty sick, had pancreatitis. Um, don't tell too many people, almost didn't make it out, but when I got back and I got healthy enough back in the gym, you know, bills pile up and stuff and my Farrell's held, held a fundraiser for me. So it always it holds a special place in my heart for doing it for other people when it comes up. It was done for me and I want to pass it on and do it for anybody else. So we do things like that. and. Um, uh, we recently had a member that has like February one of the examples of kind of things we do here to just kind of promote the family aspect February is a month of giving as we call it here at, at the U at Urbandale one of our members went in who just wasn't same thing wasn't feeling too hot uh, he was in class and heart was kind of racing on him um, went in got checked out he had some blockages like 90% in one artery 70 in another so he's gonna have a double bypass on Valentine's Day Gary um, and so we're doing uh, fundraiser this month, you know, people can give donations, so it's a month of giving, and whatever we raise goes to Gary and uh, his wife to help offset the bills and, you know, get some meals and pay for some stuff so they don't have to worry so much when uh, this goes on, and uh, that's just kind of the mentality we take here when it comes to that kind of stuff, and help as many people as you can, whether it's into the gym or out of the gym. Wow, that's amazing. So as a parting shot, um, what would you like to tell your audience or something that I haven't asked you 
but you would like to kind of mention to them. And also, in addition to that, if you can give someone a word of encouragement or advice, maybe if they had, you know, they're thinking about starting this year right and coming to the gym and walking out and going back on their journey and then maybe it didn't happen, what would you tell such a person? Um, well, you know, New Year's, everybody has that New Year's resolution. It seems like it, light, it lasts for like a month and then everything kind of tails off. Um, the first thing I'd tell somebody is, Kind of figure out where your deficiencies are. Uh, mine was I needed to get in better shape. Um, your deficiencies could be you struggle mental health wise, maybe you struggle physically wise. Find something that can work for you. Find something to give yourself 45 minutes, 30 minutes a day to work on yourself. You know, something where the stresses of your life kind of can leave you alone about 30 minutes. Um, you know, we all need a little bit of time for ourselves. So I've always used my class period time, whether I'm teaching or I'm taking a class, that, that's my time to get healthier, get stronger, mentally, physically, whatever it takes. Um, no matter what somebody does, take time for yourself. It could be going for a walk, it could be read, but do it routinely. Take, you know, 35, 45 minutes for yourself to work on yourself, because we do, we all lead stressful lives, you know. We have jobs and families and young people have a lot of stressors too. You find that being in the position I'm at, you get a lot of people that have more anxiety nowadays. The last two years haven't been easy on anybody. Um, take 35, 45 minutes a day to focus on yourself. One, one thing you want to kind of focus on, whether mentally, physically, and just go do that thing. You know, give yourself enough grace that Okay, this is what I'm going to work on. You know, a lot of times when we do New Year's resolutions, we do the, all right, this physical day, I'm going to get in the gym, I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to drop a certain amount. I'd rather just give yourself time. Give yourself, say, I'm going to work on myself 35, 45 minutes a day. It could be even reading a book at night. Like, all right, I'm going to turn social media off, my phone off, put it down. I'm going to, you know, enjoy a good book. You know, do something to make yourself happy, to make yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. You know, give yourself, you know, that, that kind of time a day. Don't, don't just sit into the norm of we kind of get in a routine and we go through the same routine, routine. Well, you don't take time for yourself. And that time is one thing you don't get back. So, you know, give yourself a certain amount of time each day to work on yourself, to kind of enjoy yourself and find something you like. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> um, as a parting shot, what would you like to let your audience know? Anything coming down the pike? Any exciting news you'd like to share? Well, Ferro's Extreme Body Shaping, uh, we're always enrolled. We enroll people anytime. Um, you know, this is basically, I'm, that's what I'm doing now. Um, you know, I've left a high-stress job to try to help as many people as I can. And if people ever want to come check us out, and, you know, Ferro's on Hickman Road in Urbandale. We're always here to help people. They'll understand if you come in, you can come in, visit, try a few class out, come and say hi. Um, we'd be more than welcome to, uh, you know, show the program and, and let you know what we do here and they can come visit anytime. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Nick, Thanks, Judy. for sharing your story. And everyone else, thank you for watching. And as usual, if anyone else would benefit from this message, hey, don't be afraid to share it. Share with all your, your friends, your family, and everyone. This is a great, great information. And it's really the reason why we bring such stories to you, because our main goal is to inspire people using real life stories from real people who are living this real life. Um, that way, if you can inspire someone, um, you know, that's exactly what we're here for. And then another thing too, um, you can find us at with Trudy everywhere on our social media handles or with Trudy.com. So again, thank you so much for being with us and have a wonderful day.